health, beauty, and lifestyle with your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nip Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Herman, plastic surgeon, and today I have a guest co-host. This is Ellen Courtney, who's agreed to come on today and, and talk about some topics. Ellen, uh, you're a you're an OR nurse, is that right? Yes. Yeah. So, what exactly like in the OR? Like, what? I mean, I kind of know because I'm in the OR, but like for the people out there who might not know what an OR nurse does, like what just are some some of the things that you're responsible for? You know, in private practice, um, that's a kind of a broad area, you know. Right, because you may be working. Circulating to scrubbing at times, to setting so up cases. So being into the surgery. And, yeah, so I yeah, guess you've yeah. worked like in a hospital before and then you worked for, I know for a while, for a private practice yes. uh, surgeon. So yes. Yeah, that definitely probably would be different uh, than, than the general because in the general you have to know everything, right? Oh my gosh, it's all so, the cases. All the different surgeons. I do, do it. I have a lot of admiration for nurses that can cover all different sorts of surgeries. Right, because setting, you know, setting up for like cardiac surgery has to be yes. way different, setting up for orthopedic surgery, plastic surgery, this and Absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. How long does it take you before you feel like super comfortable doing all those? Like For me, never. <laughs> never. Never? Well, ever. you know, and that's, that's actually a smart <laughs> thing to say, right? Because you're always learning, you know, always. you're always, you know, improving your skills. So, um, yeah, it's very yeah. interesting. Oh, Trelvis, I'm sorry, I forgot to introduce you, man. I, I was so excited to introduce so Ellen that I forgot about sorry, Trelvis. Trelvis. I think Ellen is a lot more interesting than me. <laughs> I know, right? She like, you know, she caught my eye immediately. was like, oh, yeah, I have to, to introduce determined. this person. <laughs> Trelvis, you having a good week? I have been. I All have right. Been. I'm having an even better week now that y'all are about to talk some, uh, some surgery. And some I know. Stuff. Trevis always gets excited about these plastic surgery topics. And, and he's you like, should. He's filing this away, filing yes. away this information. So. Yes. So it's great. Um, so I've also had a, a fairly busy week. Uh, now, did you, did you know that I do wound care, right? I, yes. I think we talked about it. So, oh, yes. so Ellen and I have known each other for a long time. We've worked together off and on for like 10 years at yeah. various facilities. And we're friends outside of work, like our spouses know each other. And so, of course. Um, so yeah, I do the wound care. And so actually this week, uh, I was talking to the place where I'm the wound care director. I think I have a picture of Charles can throw up there. Um, I work at Horizon Medical Center, which is a, it's an LTAC, so a long-term acute care where it has inpatient outpatient. So I, I, I do the wound care for them for the, both the outpatient clinic and the inpatient, which I've been there, I think, four or five years. And then I was at another hospital for like five years. I mean, I've done this about 10 years. Um, and I really enjoy the wound care. It's, it's definitely not glamorous, you know. No, it's a special calling for that. Like it you, is. You have to enjoy that at right. some point. Because there's a lot of, a lot of doctors lot just of don't. Facets. Yeah, they don't want to do it. And I think, honestly, um, you know, plastic surgeons really are probably one of the best people to do it because we are kind of the end-all, be-all for wounds. You know, when, when other doctors don't know what to do with a wound, they call a plastic surgeon, right? Absolutely. So having yes. a plastic surgeon be director of wound care is... is really good thing but I think a lot of plastic surgeons maybe just either don't want to do it or maybe, I don't want to say they think it's beneath them but like you know it doesn't it's, pay a whole lot but but for me I like the challenge of it yeah. you know we see some crazy stuff in there like some of the worst stuff is like you've heard of flesh-eating bacteria and advertising yes. fasciitis Travis, have you heard of that the flesh-eating bacteria I have not you haven't have oh my gosh you'll see <laughs> yeah right so there's these infections you get that basically will cause a rapid infection and it causes your tissues to just die but it's very quick like it, you yes. can go from like 
walking, talking to dead in like, you know, 36 hours. And so, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, the surgeons catch it in time, but always there's a bad wound left, right? Because they have to debride all this dead tissue. Yes. And so, man, I've seen some crazy stuff in there with necrotizing fasciitis or people who had surgery that went awry, even occasionally like get gunshots, you know, it's, it's pretty wild. And so, and plus it's in my hometown, you know, I, I, I work in the town where I grew up and I, I like to help out, you know. That's your giving back. Yeah, right, it know? is. Like, you know, I mean, not that like doing cosmetic surgery is not helping people because it is in its own way but like yeah. this is like really really helping people yeah that's kind of in and the so, trenches yeah and not so yeah, i work at a at horizon important. medical center and they actually asked me to take on a little bit more responsibility there oh, uh, which i i can squeeze it into my schedule it's going to be hard like i'm having to rearrange some stuff but like uh, i'm going to do it for them and i really do think that that medical center's wound care program and i'm not to to my own horn but I think it really is one of the best in the Metroplex. Like, you know, I, I'm there, so like I, have, I can do all aspects of the wound care from basically, you know, treating care of simple wounds to going to surgery to, you know, debris stuff to do big flaps or skin grafts. And then I've also trained the people there, you know, over the years. And we have a great crew there. We have a great CEO. And, you know, I'm really kind of proud of it. You know, even you though it's be. wound care, I, I you do should like be. it. Now, you did some wound care, right, at one point? Oh my goodness. So when I was a first new baby nurse, like so like, fresh, a baby, like fresh nurse, fresh out of nursing school, okay. yeah, they don't tell you, I mean, they tell you a little bit about these things in nursing right. school, but until you're in there doing it, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole different story. So you didn't um, have a lot of wound care training maybe? And then, yeah, you, you don't. And you just I got mean, thrown it, into the mix? It's kind of an overview of everything. Right. And, and so, you know, you see the pictures and you're, you see these decupitous ulcers and you're like, oh, okay. Like in the books? And, yeah, you see yeah. it all in the books, and then when you see it in a For patient, real. it's it's totally different. <laughs> and you're like, so, oh my god, that hole should not oh be my there. Gosh, yeah. that's not supposed to be there. So, <laughs> fresh out on the floor, I'm working med surge. It's my first job as a nurse. Um, I, I go into the room, and you know, I'm I'm getting all my stuff on this patient, and this sweet, sweet lady. She was probably about 35 years old. Oh, so she's young. She was young, yes, and she. This is her words. She said, I was shaving all the goods okay. for my husband because I'm trying to do the right thing. Okay. And she had made a nick in herself when she was shaving. Uh, it got bacteria she in the wound. She got an infection, right? Oh my which gosh. Which got worse. She didn't go get it looked at because she was kind of embarrassed by it. Sure. Um, the infection got worse. It got worse, got worse. Next thing that you know, she's in the hospital. Oh, the next man. thing you know, she's my sweet, loving patient. Um, so she had a six inch tunneling wound that I had to unpack and yeah. repack twice a day. Down and, in the nether regions. Oh my, yes, and yes, in the yeah. very, It's funny, very, I just In the had, very nether, very I just nether had regions. a very similar patient, uh, had a labial, so, you know, that outside of the vagina, uh, yeah. abscess that turned into a wound, and so we had to get her, to her healed up. And we, she's not quite there yet, but she's getting there. But yeah, it happens, you know, it's an area where infections can start and people oh, yeah. don't want to like go to the there's doctor. There's close and, proximity. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you don't want to go happens. to a doctor and say there's this yeah, I know, right? Um, I, I feel, I feel What do I do? But yeah. ladies, this will teach you right away, laser, get laser hair removal. I learned from that point going forward, get, if you can afford it, get laser hair yeah. removal because you don't. Then you won't get the next. You don't want to try to shave that. <laughs> I felt so bad for her. I still remember her name. It's just, oh. I would give her her morphine. We would do the wound, but it, it it's funny me. how It scarred me for life. I have the same uh, thing where I remember certain patients, you know, like throughout my yes. career. And a lot of times, unfortunately, it's because it's something sad, like it's, you know, a patient that died or whatever. But yeah, right. it's just interesting. You said that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what you're talking about. You can now, picture in her them case, in your head. 
She was fine. Yeah, she, she recovered. Being fine, yeah. She went on to yeah. shave for better days. <laughs> better days, yeah. It was all good, but yeah, I was a little traumatic at first, you know, as a yeah, nurse, you know, I you're bet. using when you're not used to these it. instruments to tuck yeah, this it, cause yeah. into a wound and it's... It just keeps going. going in and you're like, oh my gosh, this poor person. Uh, but yeah, she did great. All right, so now so, yeah. moving on to one of my favorite uh, segments, which is the Dr. Herman Plastic Surgery 411. Yes. So we're going to talk about a topic today. And I picked a topic that... I think is a lot more complex than people realize. In fact, when I went from general surgery to plastic surgery, it was something that I didn't realize how broad it was, and that's breast lifts. Um, you know, you think of breast lifts if you're if you're not, you know, a plastic surgeon, you think, oh, you're just like, you know, I don't know, lifting the breast up. But there is a huge amount of variation to it, and so uh, I feel like when patients come in to see me, that a lot of times they they don't know about that. And so I want to take a few minutes and talk about some Absolutely. of the things about mastopexy, which is the doctor word for breast lift, and and start by talking about like what exactly should a breast lift accomplish. And so there's a few things because not every patient has every issue, right? You know, it's almost like when you see a patient that has some sagging in their breasts, you, you tailor that surgery specifically for them. Yes. So one of the things it could do is, is to lift the nipple areola complex, right? Like, so maybe after you have kids, the nipple falls a little bit. And so you want to get that thing back in the proper position because when it's too low, it, it makes you look more aged, right? Absolutely. So that's one yes. thing. The other yes. thing that can happen is you get sagging in your breast tissue. So not just the nipples out of position, but the whole breast is out of position. So breast lift can also fix that. And then the last couple of things would be just to fix the overall shape, you know, because the shape does tend to kind of get away from you when you start to sag. And also you want to have that fullness in your breast because women like to have those full breasts so that when they wear their clothes, Everything looks appropriate. Or a bikini they, top. You're right, a bathing suit. Where yeah, you exactly should be right. and all the things are right, yes. So, so those are the things that a breast lift you know, would hope to accomplish based on what the issues are. And so here's where it gets complex because there's a lot of different versions. So I'm kind of going to go through them. We can talk about them. And if you know anything about them, you know, please chime Absolutely. in. So the first one that I would talk about is the simplest, and that's what we call a periareolar breast lift. And so with this breast lift, it is the simplest one. It's basically just repositioning the nipple areola complex on the breast. And so when I say it's simple, I mean it really only is removing skin around the areola and then suturing that to the border of the areola. So it's very nice when you can do something that simple to help people, but it does have kind of a very limited effect. It doesn't really affect the shape of the bottom of the breast. It doesn't help the breast tissue. And so, you know, if you're going to do that, you want to make sure that the patient really, that's, that's all they need. Right. So, so moving up the list would, would be what I would call a skin-only lift. And so a skin-only lift is similar to a periareolar, but it also does involve the skin at the base of the breast. So how a patient would be differentiated is think of like a periareolar of like someone who just barely has a little bit of like drop of their nipple versus someone that needs a, peri uh, a skin only lift would have not just a nipple out of position, but also the breast itself. It's starting to fall, right? right. It's going south. Yes. Now, the difference between a skin only lift and the next one, which is a glandular lift, is the skin only lift only involves removing skin. And so why you would use that is when any time that there are implants involved. And this is where it gets complex. And, I, and when I explain this even to doctors, so they're like, wait, what? 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 Yeah, right, yeah. Because I'm sure you're probably like, okay, this kind of makes sense, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, right. you probably know a little bit about this, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, but to somebody just walking in wanting that procedure done, it's like there's... Right, yeah, I have to like draw it there's out. There's so much, right? I, yeah. I don't know. Right, I, exactly. I just want them up and here. And they don't even know what they I don't need. Know. Yeah. Exactly. So with, exactly. The, with the periareolar, that is a lift that you use when either you are putting in or removing implants. And the reason for that is 
when you have an implant behind the breast, it does devascularize or take away some of the blood supply to that breast tissue. And yes. if you were then to go and cut the breast tissue on the inside, you could end up in a scenario where you've removed too much blood supply and you end up for things either not healing or even tissue dying. So when someone either has implants, want put in or taken out, the lift that we would do if they, they needed that would be a skin only. We're just removing the skin, that's too much, when we're reshaping the breast over an implant yes. or over a place where we've taken out an implant. And you compare that to a glandular lift. So a glandular lift would be if somebody had maybe a lot of breast tissue where they don't want an implant and, it, and their breast tissue is just sagged. And in that instance, what you're doing is you're, you're taking away the skin you don't need, and you're also going into the breast and literally moving the tissue into yeah, the so proper it's a little position. bit deeper, a little bit Definitely more Definitely deeper. Yeah, and that's why when you have an implant, you can't do that one. Because you, you, I mean, I personally would never do it. I don't think there's any surgeons out there doing it. It just is too stressful and it's too risky, in my opinion, to do that. I, I would be very nervous if somebody said they were trying that. Um, right. But yeah, if you're going to do a glandular, really implants can't either be putting in or taking out. But it does accomplish a lot. You know, the one downside yes, of the skin-only lift is that the only thing holding the lift up is the, is the tightening of the skin. Is the skin. When you move that breast tissue, it gives it a lot more longevity because you're actually suturing the tissue into where it belongs, and then you're getting the fullness with your own tissue. Yes. So, um, yeah, I get a lot of patients that come in and they think, well, I think I need a lift, and then we have to go through the conversation of, do you want implants, you know, or are you happy with your breast size? And it becomes a very little uh, complex, you know, conversation yeah. that... So how that, many times do you think you have a patient that's like, I, I, I just don't know, I need to, you know, I know you suggested them, like, I, I feel like you can do skin only, or right. maybe you, you know, you've got to go all the way to glandular, but... You know, do they waffle over that a no, lot? No, I mean, like, I say this all the time that, you know, as a plastic surgeon, you know, my job is to learn what the patient wants when they get to the other side. And, and oftentimes they have a hard time expressing it. We have to kind of like dig into it. And then giving them the ways that we can accomplish that goal. And, yeah. and sometimes, you know, there might be multiple options, you know, but normally I can say, okay, in my opinion, this is probably your best bet. And because the patients are, I mean, I don't want to say they're lost because, you know, some of them are educated, but like of we course, are talking about yeah. complex topics. Yes. Normally they do kind of take, you know, my advice into account. So As they should. The last As thing I did should. want to mention, uh, because this is very important, and uh, I, I think a lot of people don't realize that, there are a couple of variations of how each of these lists are done involving the incision patterns. And so it'll wait, what I mean by that, and I, I threw up some pictures. Uh, Travis, can we go to the, uh, these pictures? So the first one I showed is, this is the incision pattern for a periareolar lift. Uh, you see the shape of the breast there, and then the red part would be the incision around it. So that's the yes. simplest one. You know, the scar hides very well along yes. the areola border. Most of the time, it you does. can't even see it once it's fully healed. Now, throw up the next one, Travis. I, I, I think there's two more. Yeah. So this is the classic version of either skin only or glandular lift. We call this a wise or anchor pattern. That's what I was about to say. Maybe anchor. Yep. It looks like an anchor, right? So you see that the red, yes. the red line goes around the areola. Then there's a drop down to the bottom, and then there's a red line all the way across the bottom. That is the classic lift pattern that has been done for decades. And when I trained in plastic surgery, that was what I was taught to do. But when I went and did a fellowship. Specific to breast, I was taught a better way. So, Travis, throw up the last one. So, this would be a classic short scar lift. Now, there's a couple versions. There's circumvertical, which is this, and vertical, which is almost identical. And I'm not going to 
get too confusing because they're almost all the same. But the circumvertical, you have an incision around the areola, then you have the drop down that kind of just barely kind of hooks to the outside, and then that's it. There's no big scar along the bottom. And so I am a firm believer that if you're going to get a lift, that you should find a surgeon that does the short scar. Not only is it less scar, but one of the absolute biggest complications with breast lift is healing problems when you have that big incision at the bottom. Yes. And if you can yes. do the short scar, then you eliminate almost all of that risk of healing problems. I mean, I, I, do, I do those short scar lifts literally all the time. I almost never have people have healing problems with it. And if you're doing the old school way, it's like you have yes. a constant stream of people. And it, it seems to be where that incision meets right yeah. here. And, and there's a reason for that. Anytime you have a T incision, so the blood flow is limited by In the so incision. many areas, yeah. yes. And that's why it has problems healing at that yeah. point. And if you... Yeah. Look at the complication of breast lift. You, if you, you know, get on Google and you know, say what are the complications? Because they healing problems. You're going to see wounds. Yes, so. absolutely. And and your version heals. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful the way that it heals. Yeah, it does heal nice. And I knowing how to do both ways, I only do the short scar. I, I haven't done one of those those wise patterns in since like 2009. Would you ever have to do an anchor though with someone that is just has a ton of breath tissue so and there's people no always, way around it, it. It's funny that you mention that because people always say that you can't do a short scar with either, either a very saggy or a very large breast. Mm -hmm. and for large breasts, you'd be doing you know more of a reduction maybe, but they're, they're very similar operations. So the, the scar, right, the right, scar comment right. applies to both. I've done, I've done breasts that where I've taken off 3000 grams of tissue through a short scar. Like that's that literally, lot. that's a massive amount because you know, that's a enormous, that's a breast like this yes. that you're reshaping to that. Yes. Um, and and now granted, I've done hundreds of these, so they are a little bit of complex surgery. If you just try to read about them and go do them, you're probably gonna get in trouble. You kind of have to train with someone. But I, I don't have to change up my pattern based on size. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. That's it is amazing. nice. So if you're gonna yes. get a breast lift, people, you don't have to come to me, but I would encourage you to seek out somebody who does a short scar, because I think they're better. So. Yes, and okay. I can tell you, he actually did my lift. Uh, I didn't want to mention that. <laughs> I know he's he's awesome because he's he's very private about Thanks. things, which is yep. always appreciated. But um, I had an implant exchange, and he also did a lift on me and put new implants yep. in. And, and I actually had forgotten about that when he we were did, talking about that is, voice. Would, I was like, wait, how, how on you? You would think how do you, how do you it's forget, been years? How though. do you forget these? But he forgot, which is totally fine. You I'm, want me to I'm forget? Okay you don't want me to run around like exactly. thinking. How hey, do you I remember those. Yeah, I'd rather right. you remember my face. But yeah, he he did it. An absolutely amazing oh, you're very job. Nice. Very it nice. healed beautifully. Um, right, yeah, it didn't have any And problems. you know what's funny is when you have something like this done and you're a nurse, your patients are automatically always like, can can I see them? Can I, do you mind if I see them? And it's always kind of a little bit of an awkward situation. Like, I don't know, maybe it's let, me, funny. let me pull the curtain and, you know, we, we can check them out together. I mean, I've had people you know, say, say stuff like so that. Great. And some people are like, yeah, I show them all the time. And other people are like, nope. <laughs> I, don't I do that. show. I did do show you your really? work. Oh my yes, gosh. Wow. I would show your work. Wow, yes. Very nice. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, so, uh, Trovis, uh, I have a video that I want you to roll. And this is of actress Kiki Palmer. And she was asking plastic surgeons for something. And I think I may have an answer for her. Can you roll that video? Good morning, y'all. I was just thinking about the fact that plastic surgeons are amazing, okay? They can give you a boob job above the muscle, under the muscle, liposuction, tummy tuck, BBL. They can even implant muscles. I mean, the list goes on, but they cannot figure out how to clear up somebody's skin. Are you kidding me? All of these years and all of these adventures, you can't figure out how to take the beautiful skin from my ass and put it on my face? I'm tired of it. 
I'm done with it. People with, out here with adult acne are struggling and you ain't figured out that cure? I'm done. <laughs> That's just the funniest thing. I know, I was laughing so hard when I saw that. So there's a lot to unpack there. Um, it's interesting that she talks about taking skin off one part of her body. I mean, she was talking to take Especially it off Especially back here. Yeah, we do I don't that. know that I would go for that one right so away, but it's okay. funny she mentions that. Now, obviously, we don't do that for acne, but there is actually a disease called hydradenitis superti, which you probably yes. have heard of, yes. where people get like almost like acne, but like 10 times worse in like their armpits and their yes. groins. And there are medical treatments for that, but if they don't work, one of the things I have done is actually remove that skin, which is the problem, and then skin graft a new piece of skin in there. Did not now, know that. Of course, That's amazing. Yeah, I've, I've done that a few times. Like yeah. it's it's not a, a you know a fun surgery because like these things are like really really bad problems oh, and sure. it's like big wounds and Intense, skin grafts. Yes. Yeah, but it does like solve their problems. So it's funny she mentions that. Now of course we would not do that for acne because we you know, take, that would be just overkill. But I do sort of have a solution for her. There is a new treatment out there, and you, I think you may know about this. Um, it is the Forever Clear, uh, which is yes. a intense pulse, light, intense pulse light made by Cyton. And so um, this is a uh, machine that can cure acne, which as you probably know, acne is the number one skin problem in Americans, 50 million people. Let me tell you guys, I feel like he asked me to come on today just because of this guy. Oh, now that's one little zit. But you, it, but it's the evil. It's the bane of my existence. I will today. say Not that there last night, just today. You are a good today. example of the fact that adults can continue oh, to have acne. I feel like it's worse now than, than really? when I was a teenager. I swear. Some of it but can be hormon hormonal. The working shifts. out. Yeah. I sweat a lot. You know. Sure. Everything's right. yeah, different. Definitely. You know, if you're the way I eat. You know, my yeah. eating patterns. If I'm not getting enough fats. You know, those regulate your hormones, and then yeah, it, it just it pops up, it, right? It's crazy. So a lot of people suffer from uh, adult acne, and I do think that the new treatment out there with using the Forever Clear, and I hate to say it's a cure, but I'm going to show some pictures in a minute that really shows some amazing results. And it's it's kind of a triple it's a triple treatment. And it, it, for those who don't know, it's intense pulse light, which basically is a very strong light that uses different filters. And the different filters allow you to affect different layers and different structures in the tissue. So when we do the Forever Clear, the first one we do use is a blue filter. And what that does, it actually kills the bacteria, which causes the infection and the inflammation, which causes the acne. Mm -hmm. So we do one pass with the blue light and, and kill that bacteria. Then we, we swap out the filters and we go to a yellow light. And that one, also, what that one does, it takes away the inflammation part. So like mm -hmm. the redness mm -hmm. and the cells that are angry, it kind of champs them down over a couple of days. And that's a huge yeah. deal. That's right? huge. And then yeah. once we finish with that one, we move on to an infrared light. And what the infrared light does, it actually enhances the effects of the previous two and helps prevent further breakouts. So, so, it, so these treatments, yeah. like you come in, you can do them in the office. We, we have a machine in, in, in our office that does it. And um, we've had some some very nice results. And uh, Trelvis, I think um, I think I have some befores now. Now these are not my personal befores and afters. I got these from <laughs> from Cyton, uh, which is the company. We we have we have some people that have done it. I just haven't got photo consent, so I did, I couldn't bring my own patients. All photo consent for the guy yeah, on my left cheek. But look at these results. Like I mean, uh, it's it it's not like a hundred percent clear. Maybe on the second one, oh. but like the first one is almost 100% cleared yes, up. Yes, the gas. That's just beautiful. It's it looks almost, so good. Yeah, and so the company amazing. reports that you get about an 80 to 100% <clears throat> clearance in around 80% of your patients. So four out of five patients that that's get it done amazing. get a 
clearance of their acne of 80 to 100 percent. That's pretty amazing. And then, and kind of like going one step further, once you use the light therapy, there are things you can do if you're left with scars. You know, that's like a whole nother ball of wax of like, what right. do I do about like old acne scars? But we have a couple of machines that work really good to, to, to take care of that. What so, do you have that does that? So I, for, for resurfacing, I would do one of two things. I would either do the halo laser, which is mm -hmm. really nice for resurfacing, or um, Morpheus, which is a um, microneedling and RF energy. I actually did that. You did? In your you, office. Oh, you did in my office? Yeah. Did yeah. I, I didn't do it, did I? No. No, no, Morgan. Oh, Morgan did yes, it, yeah. Morgan, uh, Morgan and Patty did no, yeah. Morgan does the Morpheus, yeah. Did you like it? It was, I loved after. It's nice. It's, it's, like know, the resurfacing. Now, did you notice yeah. tightening when you did that? I didn't, but I don't know that I was really looking for the tightening, yeah. Yeah. you know, portion of it, but I was just telling it's people, gotta that, be there. The technology is there. It's, it's, I was just telling people the other day, I did the Halo laser and I, I felt like I, I saw a lot of tightening out of it, so. Yeah. Now, so, Dr. Herman, yes, I'm, sir. I'm not gonna lie to you. When I heard you mention Morpheus, I did immediately think of the Matrix. I know. <laughs> I, I can't look at that machine without thinking the Matrix. I know. So when he does the treatment, he does the whole, you know, slow motion fallback. Yeah, right. Just for effect. That's yeah, a, that's right. a great it's totally just for effect. That's a great add-on. Yeah, I like the name Morpheus. I, that's like, what's is there a Neo machine? Like, what? <laughs> you can make a whole franchise just on that. So paying I, rights. Actually, I, I think I took a video, uh, Trelvis, of us using. Using that uh, that forever clear. Oh well, it's using the IPL. Yeah, so here it is, and you'll see you'll see those flashes. That's actually light, and you'll see the patient has metal things over her eyes to protect her. But there's no anesthesia needed for this. Mm -hmm. It feels warm mm -hmm. on your skin, but like you don't have to do numbing or anything. Like we put a little gel no on. No numbing. No, no numbing. We oh. put a little gel on. That's gel just that's to keep fantastic. the skin cool. Yeah. Um, and basically, you run the light over, yeah. and there's there's basically no downtime for it, which is nice. Now, if you're if you're if you're talking about the acne treatments, the one downside is it normally takes more than one treatment to clear it up. And even sure. in those pictures, I think it said that some of them were like three or four treatments. The but company it, says six treatments. Yeah. We found that not every patient needs that many. But you do need a few. But ladies, you think about it, like all the things we use on our face to try to prevent. I mean, you're just right. doing, it's just day in, day out, day yeah. in, day out. It is a rabbit hole, right? You're going down yeah. the rabbit hole. And, and to go in and just have these few treatments done and- And, and have results like that. And results. It's pretty nice, it, right? It's amazing. So it's absolutely um, amazing. I will tell you that not everybody gets a complete resolution of it. It can come back, you know, in you know months, six months, year, whatever. Sure. But you can repeat the treatments. And so, um, I, I, you know, to answer Kiki's, like, uh, question, I mean, I, I, I told her, I, I wrote on her little thing. I was like, we have something for you. If you come to me, I'll do it for free. <laughs> and I don't have to take the skin off. Yeah, and I don't have to take your skin off. Your butt. And she hadn't responded yet, but I'm waiting, Kiki. I come, to, come to my place. We'll do it for you for free. Oh, and the cost. I want to talk. So people yeah, might wonder, yeah, like, the cost. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So per treatment, and it kind of depends on, like, a package, like, how many you buy. But it runs anywhere from, like, $250 to $400 per treatment. So it's not... Super expensive, but it's not like twenty bucks either. But that's not as bad as, as like a lot of the treat. Like what I was thinking the products you buy. Oh, you thought the it'd be products. more expensive? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the products yeah. alone, and you yeah. know, it, it's just confusing. That that market is super we, confusing. We've used I know. It. It's yeah. super confusing. I mean, I, I've been super happy with the patients so that we things. use it on. I've been like, wow, that actually made a big difference. Yeah. So I do like it. So, yeah. all right, moving on. Another one of my favorite segments is the Nip Tuck 911, where we yes. talk about crazy plastic surgery stuff. Which and my best. buddy Eggmont, yeah. who I have to give it out to him, he's always like digging up articles and sending. He's like, you should talk about this on your show. And he sent me this one. And uh, throw up that first picture. Do you know these people? You know who that is, right? 
Oh, that's good old Elon. Elon, Elon I like Musk. Elon. And and Grimes, you know, and, Grimes. and you know that they were does together. Does she have another name or is it just She does. Grimes. I can't remember her name. Like, I actually looked it up when I was doing the read. She has like, yes. it's, and it's a very like generic, it's like Mary Louise Smith, you know, or something. Oh, so it's, of course she's like, I'm going with Grimes. I'm going with Grimes, I don't Grimes, know why yeah. that, why that? But, I like okay. Grimes, you know, right. um, uh, I actually like her music. Like, she's kind of synth pop, which I'm into all kinds of music. But I, do yeah, like I know, her music. So, great. So that was Elon Musk and Grimes. And so they were actually in the news just the last day or two because, and I, I think I have the tweets, but Travis, uh, you have that next, the next picture, because Grimes posted asking her Twitter followers if anyone has ever done the elf ear modifications and was asking about the outcomes. Yeah. And then of course, Elon, who they're, they're separated, and they, they do have kids together, but they're yeah, separated just, now, but they're still yeah. really good friends. And Elon yeah. spoke up. It's funny, because on Twitter, it's like people are having these like, which you might consider private conversations in public. Yeah, and it's all public. Yeah, yeah Elon's like, yeah, knowledge. the downside of elf ear surgery probably outweighs the upside. So I have to say, when I saw this, that I had never heard of people doing elf ear modifications. And I was instantly intrigued. I was like, right. well, of I course. just, I, I, you know, and, and you might think this is crazy, but like, I don't think this is the worst idea ever. You probably thought I'd come out here and be like, don't ever do don't this. Don't do it ever. But you Walk know away. what? Like, Walk I away. mean, people do, people get tattoos, people get, you know, gauges and piercings. Yes. Split tongues. Split I mean, tongues. that's like, something that can be totally I mean, worse I, I than like, elf ears. I'm all for people expressing themselves. And I, you so, know, yeah. elf, the elfs are a big deal. Like whether you like, you know, Star Trek or Lord, Lord, of, the Lord of the Rings, right? Whatever so, it is, yeah. So I started looking into this, right? Like, is this like a real thing? And I will tell you that there was a few articles about it talking about more like in China. Like, I think it hit China like maybe 10 years ago. They were using fillers yes. and sometimes surgery to try to reshape the ears. Mm -hmm. And then I got on a hunt to see if I could find anyone in the United States that was advertising it. And I couldn't, That's a good question. I couldn't find a plastic surgeon. I saw a couple people talking about body modifiers, which scares me a little bit. That scares me as well. That there's non-doctors like right. cutting on the ears because I don't have a ton of experience doing anything like that. But what I do have experience is I ha I've been taking plastic surgery trauma call for 15 years and I still to this day do that. And so one of the things I'll get called in for as a plastic surgeon if somebody has an ear injury because mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. average ER doctor, your average general surgeon, doesn't either want to or have the yeah. skill base to fix an ear. Yeah. It's a very complex, it's, complicated because it's a three-dimensional structure, right. it's got cartilage, it's got skin, the skin is very thin, like it's hard to work on. Absolutely. And so over yeah. the years, I've done a lot of like repairs of ears. And so in my mind, when I saw this, I'm like, okay, could I pull off an elf ear? And I'm thinking, yes, I probably can. <laughs> like I, I would have to draw it out, like, you know, how they wanted the shape. Sure. And then basically you would, you know, open it up and remove the cartilage you don't need, but then you'd have to fold it over because you want to get the crust or the little, you know, yeah, the helix part, point. the little. I guess the little. Point well, the point, point for sure, but like the overhang, right? Yes. Like you'd want yes. that. You'd want yes. the ear to have that totally overhang. Totally forgot about that. And yes. I, I threw, I, I twelve us. I, I think, yeah, there it is. So, I, all right, I'm gonna say I think this is Photoshop. This it has was, to be. I don't know. Like I looked at it really closely. I blew it up, and I, yeah. I kind of think it's a Photoshop because I feel like it is. One, it looks really, really awesome. And I'm like, wow, if somebody did that, I would right. super like bow down to their it's skills. Too, it's too perfect. It's almost though. too perfect, it's right? It's too symmetrical. Yeah. It's too. I think it's a fake. The fold, this was actually on an article about ear mods. I saw that too. I did. You, you I saw did, that picture, right? I saw that exact picture. So I'm looking at that it's and I'm thinking, right. is there any way I could pull that off? And you know, I think I could do it. Oh, the question is, would boy. I do it, right? Like if somebody <laughs> right. came into me and yes. said, I want elf ears, I would really have to scratch my chin and be yes. like, do I want to go down this road? 
Because, like, from an artistic standpoint, I love the challenge of it. Right. You know, of like, because I mean, I'm an artist, right? I mean, every, I mean, I feel like I'm an artist. Like, you are absolutely an artist. Well, thanks. But like, you know, you I'm, I feel That's, like I'm yeah. like, you know, part doctor, part artist. So like, I'm looking at this like, can I pull off this thing? Yeah. And man, I think I could do it. But I don't know if I would. Like, I'm not saying come to me to get elf ears, but I'm looking well, at this and like, I think he needs a volunteer. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I wish there was if there was somebody out there doing this. Travis, I'd almost, Travis, Travis, do you want elf ears, buddy? Like, like, I'm sitting here looking at the picture and I'm like, it doesn't look bad, but I don't think I can pull off elf ears. I have pretty big ears, so I don't. I, that's like the perfect oh, ear to maybe, do it with, I, man. I You'd have you could have like really long elf ears. It would be man, amazing. I don't know about that one, man. I'm gonna have to think about it. At least let me. So and and so like digging into this, like you know, sort of semi seriously, like would this be a big operation? It really wouldn't. Like, I mean, that's it was, kind of my question. Looking. At, at all the things I was seeing, I was like, so, you know, I've, I've been in several otoplasty procedures. Right, otoplasty. Like, because otoplasty is similar, you know. So, otoplasty, yeah. for those who don't know, is reshaping ears that are either too big yeah. or uh, they have, like, a weird shape to them. And um, I actually don't even do otoplasty just because there's not, like, a huge demand for them. And so, I kind of, like, yeah, let Yeah, they're the, very, I feel like they were very far. They go to mostly craniofacial specialists, yes. you know, and I'm a breast and body specialist. But, yes. But I go back to the fact that, like, I do all these, like, ear repairs and, like, it ain't hard to, like, cut cartilage and to sew it up and make it heal. In fact, when I fix ears that are, like, mangled, like, they pretty much always come out great. Right. So, I'm thinking, yeah, I could probably do this. But probably it wouldn't be, should. it wouldn't be a very painful surgery. Thinking about the wrist, like, the wrist would be, like, would the cartilage get infected? And yes. this is this is why I would recommend no one go to a body modification specialist because oh my goodness. it can't be as sterile as what I could do in the OR, right? No, and, and I read so much on that, like about how they do it. And, or? and so when you're when you're researching this online, you know there's these things like go to your surgeon or your body modification specialist <laughs> yeah. uh, and make sure you have that. consultations with them and. You know, go and talk with them. Make sure they've talked with you yeah. in depth about this. And I'm like, like, in my mind, I see like people trying to do this in a tattoo parlor. I'm like, oh yes. my god! And then you like, you walk in once, like, and they're like, off. they're like, we yeah. got you, babe. Just just sit in the I chair. I mean, it's gonna hurt a little bit. You yeah. you'll be fine. It'll heal so, perfectly. So I I don't know that I would go that route either. Yeah. And the nurse in me screams at that. I, I it's, it's I'm hard. tempted though to see if it's I can hard. find. I you know it would be a very niche thing, right? And, Absolutely. Like, and I'm a total like Lord of the Rings nerd. Like you know, I don't think I want side. Yeah, side my side gig, gig right? Yes. I'm always looking Deep for that side Deep side gig. Yeah. You know, maybe, I, have a, maybe, I have a sign. Maybe next year I'll do, you know, I'll be, I'll be the leader in Dallas in Elf Ears. Yes. Everyone All right, Travis, here. do we have any questions, buddy? Is we it, do. Is the internet out there? We do. Okay. We, do. we have a few questions peeking through. Okay. Um, so there's Kelly. She actually asked, uh, will I need implants with a lift is her question that she asked. Oh, so the question is about... You know, if you want to get a lift, do you need implants? So that is a, a fabulous question. Yeah, it's great. And this is where going to a good surgeon is critical because there's a lot of people that will come in and they're like, I want to get implants. And the reason they want implants is they don't have any fullness up top, but they have great breast tissue. And for those people, and I do this all the time, I talk them out of getting implants and say, let's just use your breast tissue, let's reshape it and give you the fullness that you want. To kind of see what you can accomplish. Yeah, and I can look at somebody yeah. and kind of move them around and say, yeah, you'd have all you want with your own breast tissue. Right. So to answer Kelly's question, do you have to have implants to get a lift or should you? I mean, do you have to know and should you depends on each individual patient. And probably you, how they want to look. How know, they want to look, how big they want to be. Uh, yeah. And size. that's part of having a good plastic surgery consult is going over those yes, things. Yes, all so. those things in depth. Yeah. And you guys don't ever be afraid to write questions down. Yeah. Write down all your questions. You, I love it when patients ask questions because yes. that, I feel like if they're asking questions, then 
I better know what they want. You I do. Can better give and them I feel like there's outcome. a better outcome yeah, at the totally. end because, you know, they kind of know what to expect. Yeah. You know, going in, coming out. Right. You're, you're kind of connecting. Kid, you're yeah. kind of connecting with them. And I forget. I'm a nurse and I forget questions. I'll go into yeah. the doctor's office and. All right, we Charles, what else we got? Any others? Yeah. Oh, you said you had a couple, right? Yeah, yeah, we have a couple more. So, oh, two more. Um, okay, great. Dorian actually asked about the last topic. What qualifications are even valid for a body modification specialist? Man, I wish <laughs> no, I could tell you. I don't know. Like, I I have no idea. Like, I don't know like, either. I, I assume that there are people that work at tattoo parlors, right? Like, because they do the tongue splitting. I and so the, feel like that, yeah. And the gauges, like... But I, you know, I have no idea. Is there like I don't know if there's like a a course or like a certification. I feel like it's kind of the wild wild west. And I feel like that. And would the problem be that way is, too. is like in a lot of states, like if you go somewhere and you sign a consent form, like you're really consenting that person to you know do what they want to you. And unless do they hit they a certain threshold, no, uh, yeah. like it's not it's not practicing medicine. And this gets very like you know technical like legal jargon. Like what right. constitutes you practicing medicine? Exactly. I know for one that if they have to use anesthesia that mm -hmm. generally that constitutes like that is a medical true, yes. procedure so yes but man i wish i could tell you about what a body modification specialist is maybe i'll look into that like uh, do you know yeah. travis i mean i don't i don't the, the tongue splitting thing that you just mentioned that kind of lost me so do you, have you not heard of that i've not heard of that so look people so I'm people sorry, will, you will be horrified people will split their <laughs> I'm sorry, tongue you will be I to look like a snake saying. So that wow. they have they have a forked tongue. Okay, I like it. I yes. like it. it it's different. Yeah, like I personally wouldn't want it for myself, sure. but like No, I, I agree. Like the elf ears, like I don't know. <laughs> Do you think I look good for that? Maybe like <laughs> No He's considering it. Maybe we get you set up for elf ears and the tongue. <laughs> yeah. My mom I don't know. my mom would have a fit. <laughs> Your mom would come up here and whoop somebody's booty. I already yeah. know. She would she would whoop someone over that. All so, right. yeah. We got yeah. one more? Yeah, we have another question. Okay, let's hear um, it. From Jen. Um, how long do you have to stop using acne products before and after starting the acne treatment? Also, do we have one more like um, statement after this question is answered? Also, a okay. Question. So, as far as using the light treatment, um, I, I, you know, I have to actually look about. It would depend on which product it was. Like, there are certain products that there are restrictions. Like some of like the more the, the stronger, like the quinones, and, yeah, things, that you have to be careful about because the one thing the light can do is it, it can cause burns if, especially with sun exposure. That was the one thing I forgot to mention when we were talking about oh, Forever yes, Clear. Like yes. You have to have like one to two weeks of no sun exposure before and after because if your melanocytes, which are the tanning part of your skin, kick up while you're, you're in that range of treatment, like you can actually get burns. And yes. so, yeah, when someone Very comes important. in, we go over all of their their products and what they're using. Most stuff, like your general products, like your makeup, like, I mean, you just stop it the day before and then maybe give yourself like one day and that's it. Like for for the, the broadband light, you don't have to do a whole lot. It's more about things that cause pigmentation because you can get burns. So yeah, that's a yeah. good question. All right, what that was the statement? Yeah, a statement? So yeah, actually a shout out, I guess more so for Morgan Rainey. She said, both of you all are looking great on stage. <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> So I love you, Morgan. Hi, Morgan. I haven't seen you in ages. I'm thank you for you thanks for tuning in, Morgan. Yeah, awesome. I will come hug you. We will have lunch. All right. Well, I think that's about all the time we have. I want to thank Travis as always for his great work in the yes, box. And you're amazing. And Ellen, thank you so much yes. for coming on. Um, we, thank you. It's my pleasure. We, we might been uh, you know awesome. ask you back. We're kind of in flux you know, now a little bit. I would love to come back. But I, I do I appreciate to. your expertise and your interaction. And Absolutely. for all those watching, thank you so much for watching. We'll be back next week with another episode of Nip Talk.